Today's episode is brought to you by our own bonus episode. Download the best-selling Maddox vs. the Universe from iTunes, Amazon, or madcastmedia.com. You're listening to the Madcast Media Network. Madcastmedia.com Welcome to the best debate in the universe, every debate in the universe, from the year 2016 to breaking your peen with over 1 million downloads. I'm your host, Maddox. With me is Sean, the audio engineer. Hello, Maddox. And with me, as always, welcome back, Lieutenant Moderator Rucka Rucka Ali. Yeah. And we are honored to welcome to the show the very talented Dia Frampton. Dia, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. Dia is the singer, songwriter, and the runner-up on the first season of The Voice. Wow. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't even know this until... I looked it up online, but uh, it was it was an amazing performance. You came through on the first round, right? Yeah. And you were introduced as a children's what illustrator or story children's book? book author? Children's book from now, Utah. From Utah. How do you feel about children's books? Yeah, <laughs> children's art. Child, uh, now, now look, children's art is crappy. Uh huh. Children's books are often pretty good because yeah. they're done by adults. Adults are heroes. Right. Yes. I'm a hero. So, were you really a children's uh, book author? Um, I mean, I've written children's books they're not published it was something I, I did for fun okay so they were they were kind of trying to fill out your your backstory then um i mean when i was on the voice you know we did interviews for hours at a time and they'd kind of just pull what they thought was the most interesting i guess uh yeah i have a clip from that performance i really want you guys to listen to this this is an amazing amazing talent listen to this i've been awake for a while now you got me feeling like a child now. That was the first vote, right? Yeah. I think I that was late. Yeah. I my toes and I crinkle my nose. Wherever you go, always know. So you, you, yeah, sorry. Go ahead, your Rucka. coach? Everyone has a coach, right? I was with Blake. Oh, Shelton. Right? Blake yeah. Shelton. That's his last name. We're on a first name basis now. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> so he kidding. and Gwen Stefani. Were married, right? And then one of them cheated, or they both cheated, or something. No, they got together. He was married to Miranda Lambert. A, yeah, it's another country singer, right? Right. And then those two got together. I don't know any of these people. Are you fucking with me, Rucka? <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> I see the smirk. <laughs> no, I'm laughing because all you want to talk about is are these country singers? We're interviewing our guests. Let's get back to uh, you. The brought voice. it up. <laughs> I asked her who her coach is. What? You know what? And I'm then you co- said oh, she married the Gwen Stefani. All right, back on track Sean, here. <laughs> Sean, please. All right. Rucka. So, so Dia, Blake was your coach, right? Yeah, Blake was my coach. And, uh, it, and- was a, it was a fun experience. It's funny, though, just listening back to that little snippet, it just gives me, it almost puts me into child drama because <laughs> I was just so nervous during that time. Um, it was the first time I ever went on stage and- Right before I went on stage, this guy who was on that season on Team CeeLo, Nakia, went out and just killed it. And I watched him just, you know, do amazing. And so I was just in the back getting ready to pee my pants. Yeah, but, d- um, and did you? No, I held it together. Okay, we're going to update your Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> the one thing I remember about after I did the blind audition, it, it's so weird, but the one thing that's clearest to my head is I went back to my hotel room and I took the longest hot bath. Oh, okay. <laughs> like well, I just, I needed to be calm. Go on. Yeah. So glad she said bath. 
What did you, uh, you, you think? You, what, 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 yeah, what would she have said, Rucka? You couldn't just let it go. You had to come. Okay. On. Yeah. Right. Anyway, so uh, so th- this was this was kind of a, a surprise, right? For the I think the producers, they weren't expecting anything. But it seemed it, at least that's what they kind of uh, they kind of set it up as, right? Yeah. You were like the underdog. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Well, I, I, I I'm always the underdog in my mind. Ah, uh, very is humble. Tr- is that true? Are you? Do you? Really- oh yeah, I didn't think I'd get even past the blinds on The Voice. I think. I just got really lucky. Yeah, very humble yeah. people come from Utah, right? <laughs> yeah. That's what, and that's where I'm from, Dia. Well, where in Utah? Yeah, I was born and raised in Utah, and I lived in Salt Lake City. I lived there for 27 years. Oh wow! Yeah. I was born in Logan, Utah. Utah's beautiful. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's underrated. Good to drive through. It's definitely underrated. Did you have an <laughs> apple orchard like Maddox? Yeah. No, that sounds amazing. It does, and I do. I do have an apple orchard in my backyard. Yeah, uh, I grew up on an acre, and my dad had a little farm in the back, and and Rucka, d- just for some reason, didn't believe it. So I went back when I went back home a couple months ago. I took f- photos of it, and the first thing I did, I landed. It was like a, it was like here you go, Rucka. Here's some fucking oh, apples for you. I was that, sending him <laughs> on my on my cell phone. Yes, a picture of some apples really uh, <laughs> drives the point home. Don't we're not we're never talking about apples again. Yeah. Oh, okay, Sean. You know that's coming. We're yeah. cooking something so up. So my that. question for the guest, uh, Dia. So you you you're, you've got such a positive attitude, and you're such a go getter. When you see people like I'm, without mentioning any names, but like somebody who, who's complaining and always uh, boasting and just being very negative. Yeah. Uh, what advice would you give that person? <laughs> like this this imaginary person, right? I mean, I feel like I feel like you have to have a, a good attitude to get anywhere in LA. Okay, Dia, I got a real question for you. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think of Space music. Space music? Yeah. I mean your music's cool and everything, oh, but God. have you heard any have you heard any oh. space music? I'm gonna play some space music for you. I want to see what you think of this. All I right. instantly just thought of the space jam soundtrack. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, it is not that, but we have also played the, most of the Space Jam soundtrack on this show. Mm-hmm. But, but here's the have his twentieth anniversary or something. Yeah, the twentieth like, anniversary. It? Right. It just happened. And this is something super weird. I mentioned this on the in the past, but the Space Jam theme song has been remixed with almost every other song. In the world, and it's incredible how many songs they've mixed this with, including, including, and not limited to ISIS propaganda. They have mixed the Space Jam theme song. Here, I'm, I'm going to play some for you. Listen to this. Everybody, get up! It's time to slam now. We got a real jam going down. Welcome to the Space Jam. Here's your chance. Do your dance at the Space Jam. All right. All right. <laughs> there's your there's your uh there's your isis right huh okay what that is terrible yeah um <laughs> yep. that's not what i wanted to play though it's i like wanted to play minute of your life you'll never get back <laughs> that is terrible i want to play some, i want to play some space music i want to see what you think of this Creeping music, right? Creeping through space. I actually really like this music. Right? Hey! Do you know why? Because it reminds me of... uh, It sounds like music... A film score. Yeah. I already see kind of like... A picture in my head. Cary Grant Mm -hmm. walking over. Yeah. Dia gets it. Smart woman. Smart people come from Salt Lake City. Smart people from Utah. (laughs) And uh, speaking of soundtracks, you were on the Insurgent soundtrack isn't it right um i wasn't but i wrote a song for it oh uh, you wrote a song for it okay i right. recorded it okay yeah very cool i i just looked all that information up but 
Uh, I have some questions, Dia, from uh, from Facebook too. Uh, this is from Edward. He's asking, is she single or willing to be single? <laughs> That's Ed's question. Um. Well, Ed, I'm sorry, but I have a boyfriend right now. Mm. Um. There you go, Ed. <laughs> he's a nice guy, though. He gave me his coat last night outside of the bar when I was cold. Are you wearing his coat right now? No. Okay. She's, wearing, she's coat. wearing an this olive a woman, coat. A female it's a very coat. Very feminine coat. Okay. I see. <laughs> Rucka um, knows about feminine coats. And then Ken Seitz asks, how happy is she that she made it out of Utah? You know, I have mixed emotions about Utah because I was actually just telling my friend the other day, I saw an Instagram picture of this girl I went to high school with, and she just bought, like, this beautiful house, and she is having her fourth yeah. child. And it, it kind of made me feel bad because even though I'm out of Utah and I'm chasing the dream, I'm, you know, I'm turning 30 and— I have a roommate. My roommate's awesome, but I still, I just, yeah. I, I want to, like, you know, my friend doesn't have roommates. She has children. Right. I, I think that, too, every time I go back home, most of my friends are married. They all have kids and houses, and it's such a different stark contrast with life in L.A. I was just thinking this. I was in a pokey shop the other day, and for the rest of the America and maybe the world who's not caught on to this trend of pokey, it's huge <laughs> in California. It's just a bunch of uh, cubes of raw fish on a thing of rice, and Inside the the restaurant came a bunch of people who had mohawks and uh, a bunch of weirdos and some girl, her boob was hanging out. And I thought, <laughs> this is just so weird. Th- this is not normal. I know it's not normal. It doesn't yeah. feel normal. But that said, I know that lifestyle of, um, of having that stability of a house and kids would uh, pretty much uh, have me putting a gun in my mouth, I think. <laughs> well, the weird thing is, like, I don't, I'm, I don't, want because some you know when I was kind of complaining about it the other day and like woe is me my friend said well do you want four kids in a house and I no <laughs> like no but no, right no but <laughs> I Grass don't know what greener. I want well yeah. I think a lot of people too they they have this idea in their mind of what you're supposed to do like yeah. kind of like almost a societal thing although that that's breaking now it's like people are getting married later or having kids and not being married all right. that kind of stuff but yeah, people have this idea where it's like, oh, I should do this. I should yeah. do that. And it's like, well, well, who says? Do you really want to do that? No? Then don't. You're right, Sean. I used to be a little, a little bit more judgmental of my friends who settled down. And then I realized one day, like my, I have a friend who uh, lives within a few miles of where he grew up, where he was born. And he has kids. And, uh, and I thought, well, my lifestyle is chaotic and stressful. And his li- lifestyle is stable. His lifestyle would drive me nuts, and my lifestyle would drive him nuts. Yeah. Uh, not everything for everyone, right? I think what's most important is just as cheesy as it sounds. My friend with her, you know, baby girl on the way in her house, she seems so happy. Right. And if somebody is so upset that they settle down and they're like, oh, I wish I would have chased this or done this, that's that's where it gets tricky. But lots of people are really happy living, you know, a few miles away from where he grew up, and, and he— he has that peace and happiness in the simple things. Or maybe his life isn't simple. You never really yeah. know where people are coming from. No. Mm-hmm. Huge, huge, uh, huge painkiller problem in Utah too. So there's there's something going on there. You know, mm-hmm. something's going Is on. Is that right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Huge painkiller, and they're addicted to porn. <laughs> Whoops. So like all like re- like repressed stuff, maybe. <laughs> yeah, a lot of repressed. Uh, yeah. it could, because porn is censored in Utah. 
don't know if you guys know this, but porn is actually censored. If you go to a porn store, Dia looks so like like so surprised to learn this. This is a person who's never walked into a porn store. Um, but so you mean they're they're totally <laughs> naked and fucking, but they bleep out they, if they say "oh fuck, oh fuck, oh fuck." No, no, they blur. Their I know genitals. that. I know that was a joke. Okay. Job, <laughs> Sean. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for that. <laughs> All right. All right. Yeah. Moving on though. I received a package from a super fan named Fabian. Fabian is also known as the Angry German Online. Really good fan. This guy has been a longtime follower, longtime fan of the show, and he's gifted me lots of games on Steam. Thank you, Fabian. But he's also sent us a package. Went above and beyond, all the way from Germany. I want to show you guys this. this First Vin- of all, is this Vince Garaldi? No, it's not Vince Garaldi, but I love Vince Garaldi. No shit. Yeah, Vince Garaldi trio is amazing. Uh, but I got this package from Fabian. He sent us some cookies, some German cookies. It's, I think it's pronounced Lebkuchen, right? Mm. Lebkuchen? Leb, Leb, Lebkuchen. I took two years of German. I can't even read a fucking cookie name here. It says gut and gunstig. Uh, we got, uh, so we got two different kinds here. They're, they look like pretzels covered in chocolate. Uh, there's milk and dark chocolate versions. I have some here for us to try. Ooh. Uh, you guys are welcome to them. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. And Fabian also sent me, this is so amazing, he sent me the soundtrack to Castlevania Lords of Shadow, the Ultimate Edition soundtrack. Now, for those of you who don't know, I'm a huge fan of Castlevania, and I didn't even realize this, no joke, this was just on Friday, uh, a couple days ago, I was wearing a Castlevania shirt and listening to Castlevania music, and I didn't even realize I was wearing a Castlevania shirt. And my friend came by and was like, hey, what are you listening to? It sounds pretty cool. I'm like, yeah, right? It's Castlevania, background music level two. (laughs) And he goes, oh, what, are you a big fan? I'm like, yeah, pretty big fan. And then I looked in the mirror. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm literally wearing a Castlevania show. So this is amazing. Thank you, Fabian. What is, what is that object you're holding? This is a CD. He sent oh, me a CD. Oh, oh sorry, yeah. I, I didn't know what a CD is. I'm sorry. <laughs> Millennials. Shut <laughs> uh, And then Fabian, he also, he also went through the trouble of printing out the Wikipedia page for these cookies to describe what they are. And he sent us, it looks like a fruit log, a fruit loaf. I think fruit bread. Basically, it's called stolen, 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 stolen. S T O L L E N, and it's a uh, it's covered in powdered sugar. I'll post a picture of this on the website. This is not a pretzel. It's more like a cake or something. Okay, so Ruck is trying one of the cookies. Uh, I guess cake cookies, whatever. Yeah, let me see one. Yeah, here you go, Sean. That is really really nice of him. Yeah, that must have been really expensive to ship over here. Fabian, yeah, he's a very generous, very awesome fan, uh, longtime follower, and he and he sends me games on Steam all the time. Thank you, Fabian. Very cool of you. Really appreciate that. We'll share it with everyone in studio. But moving on, guys. Uh, last week, I put to the fans the question whether or not Rucka should be promoted. Now, Rucka is a deputy moderator on this show, and the fans voted with. 60% of people voting to promote Rucka. Congratulations, Rucka. You get a promotion from lieutenant moderator to bottom commanding lieutenant moderator. Congratulations, Rucka. Bottom oh, commanding? That sounds worse. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I don't want to be a bottom. No, you're lieutenant. Then you become bottom lieutenant commanding moderator. Then you become top lieutenant commanding moderator. So, right. And then you're working your way yeah. up the ranks. Thank I have you. a top and a Thank bottom. Thank you, everybody, for voting. Yeah, you're a Appreciate bottom. It. Yeah. yeah, sure am. <laughs> <laughs> this is like being runner-up on The Voice. Like, thank you, everyone, for Oh, it's exactly like Christ. that. <laughs> I've worked so hard to get here. Oh, my gosh. All right, moving on, though. Guys, last week, the debate was, a lot of people were saying that 2016 was the worst year in history. So we, I asked the question, was 2016 the worst year, or was it another year? 
This one should be a slam dunk. Well, we'll see about that, Sean. The audience voted 83% no that it was 17% not. 17% voted yes. 17% voted yes. Keep those people away from me. Yeah. Well, what I truly believe is no. But the worst probably in modern history, easily of this decade. What does modern history mean to you? Modern yeah. history is like within the last 10, 15 years. That's not modern. No, that's history. not that's modern history. history. No. Modern history is like after World War II or something. Yeah, it's, it's not, after even, World War II, maybe isn't even it? Before. Maybe even like the start of the 1900s. I don't I mean, you can Yeah, go back modern history is like, you know, we're fucking like yeah, we're wearing nice shoes. Yeah, it's like we don't die from the from the common cold. That's modern history. Yeah, well, guess what? We're in that history right now. So it's ever but it encompasses more than the last. 10 so 2016 years. is the worst year since modern like history. 1800. No, I I didn't say that, Rucket. That's not modern okay, history. Even 1900. 1900. 1900. I specifically said modern history, meaning even 1940. The last <laughs> I'm not including 1940, Sean. You know why? I'm not even including 2001. What's so bad about 2016? All right, so things didn't go perfectly the way you wanted them to. It's it. You're just making yourself a fucking victim. I'm not. Finish your goddamn book and get to work. I, I am, you fucking asshole. <laughs> All you do is complain. I don't complain about shit. 2016 is such a bad year. Fuck you, Rucka. Fine. Sean, now, in case people think I changed my opinion from week to week. Nobody (laughs) thinks. All you tinfoil hat wearing. All right. I gave Sean Sean an envelope with my real opinion. Open the envelope. Is this it? That's it. There it is. What did I I write down in that envelope, Sean? My real opinion. 2016 wasn't the worst. Hey. Wow. Yeah, there you go. Oh, okay. Well, I have some thoughts. Oh, yeah. Go on, Sean. Yeah. It says, "Ooh boy, Maddox, you blew my mind last episode. Those facts you brought in made me rub a chub when I got home. God damn, man. I got to stop thinking like this. Anyway, it's got to be 420 somewhere. Time to blaze. I, I hate you so much. What do you so make yeah. me say this? Hero. Nice cop out, by the way. What, what cop out? Oh, it's the worst in modern history, but I think it's not so. the worst. I think so. You don't did, even. Did you have a good 2016 or not? Yeah, it was enlightening. But kind of shitty, right? Mm, it was stagnant. Stagnant. There you go. That's. I'm going to say that's a victory. That's a, that's a point for me. <laughs> All right. Well, I got some voicemail to play. Listen to this one. This is, a, this is a question for you, Dia. Hey, Dia. Oh, God. On Twitter on November 25th, you wrote, oh, Happy days, happy holidays to all of you. I'm grateful for my family, for food on the table, for the support to be a dreamer, for my dog, and for you. I was just curious as to how you were grateful for me. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, so <laughs> that's a caller for, for those who don't know. It's, uh, he calls in a lot. His uh, weird Matthew McConaughey, and he had that question for you. Yeah. So, how are you grateful for him, Thea, from November 25th? I actually really appreciate his sense of humor. <laughs> oh, you know, you humor. Sh- you should listen to the show. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Um, He's something else. I am yeah. grateful for you. Are we talking about you in particular? I mean, what I meant was it's really great to have people that support you. And I couldn't, I literally couldn't do what I'm doing without you folks. Oh, very sweet. Very nice. So So you're supportive of your fans and appreciative of Weird Matthew McConaughey specifically. Now, specifically, you said it. You like his humor. You like his humor. I just like it because that made me giggle. Yeah. Uh, Here's another one. Maddox, you said chicken fried chicken. It's just called fried chicken you absolute dumbass yeah i, I, I tried <laughs> who's to the dumbass that. who's the dumbass idiot no you guys are fucking idiots all right you're wrong there is such thing as chicken fried chicken 
I know it's it could be a different coating or breading than fried chicken, right? No. But chicken fried <laughs> steak was what you wanted to say. No, I wanted to say chicken. Said, I said chicken fried chicken because that's a thing. You said chicken fried chicken, and then you said there's a steak covered in chicken. And you're like, oh, they just call it chicken fried chicken. No. There's chicken fried steak, and then there's chicken fried chicken. And chicken fried chicken is a chicken cutlet covered in some breading, and then they sometimes they put like some chicken gravy shit yeah, on it. I know it's that's different. Fried it's, chicken. Well, that's not fried chicken. It's chicken fried chicken. Dia, you grew up in Utah. You know. You know. Oh, right. Yeah. We we got this for school lunches all the time, and I hated it. I feel pressure, but I got chicken fried steak for lunches. Okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. Then, then, then I'm sorry. Just, okay. You were describing chicken <laughs> fried steak. Okay. You know what I'm describing is that collar. Oh really? Yeah, douchebag of the week. Look it up, dipshit. Chicken fried chicken is a thing. Idiots. Uh, Here's another call. Hey, Maddox. I got another reason why 2016 sucks so much. That's the year that I came to uh, learn that that fucking pendejo, Sean. Hey! Fuck, I hate that motherfucker. (laughs) Oh, man. Anyways, love you, Maddox. That, that guy, out. he always comes at me. <laughs> I don't know why he hates you so Man, much. My uh, Mexicans usually love me. Yeah, because you're part Mexican. Yeah. yeah, I'm part everything. All right, here's another call. That guy, he calls a lot. Yeah. Do you know his name? Uh, no, I don't have a name for him yet. Oh, okay. Fans, putting it to you. Let's name that, let's name that caller. Be nice. All right, here's another one. Yeah, uh, 2016 sucked, but... Those who say that it's like the worst fucking year ever, get a goddamn helmet. <laughs> Don't censor you, Rucka, but quit being such a fucking pussy. Oh, and uh, Wait, what? What? sorry about your broken collarbone, man. Get well soon from that. I think he's confused. Oh, and last thing. See the best in all the consoles and just, like, roll with it. Quit being such fucking dipshits and just enjoy games for fuck's sake. <laughs> That's all. Oh. Yeah. That's a, a very uplifting call. He wanted us to <laughs> was, enjoy things. <laughs> was he thinking of our guest? <laughs> he was thinking of Joe Hartzler. Last week was uh, the guest we had one. It was Joe Hartzler. I thought you were talking about me. I was oh, like, no. what? <laughs> <laughs> no, do you seem so concerned here? No, that caller was calling about our guest last week who broke his collarbone oh. and uh, therefore thought that 2016 was the worst in history. Oh. Uh, but here's, here's one last voicemail. You're a fucking idiot, Maddox. <laughs> you completely missed the point. Of all the people saying that 2016 was the worst year, did you see people complaining about how bad 2016 was? And what do you have? Two pages of stats on the Black Plague, which ended in 1350 fucking two. People hate 2016 because in their own lifetimes, which is probably less than 30 years, an unusually high number of horrible things happen, which is something you don't get. How about you take a second nope, he doesn't out of get being it. a yeah. huge sanctimonious dick? Your debate premise is so infuriatingly missing the point that I drove a pair of fucking scissors into my back. Good. <laughs> Should have drove deeper. Wow. Are saying already. Sean's fi- you got <laughs> Sean fired up with that call. Yeah, sorry, sorry, guy. Um, yeah, he- it's a history. Yeah, I, sorry I didn't call. I know nothing started before the internet for you, but yeah, I've never seen Sean so mad. I know because no, it's his premise. I have no problem with somebody coming at somebody hard if yeah. they have a point. But it's like, was 2016 the worst year in history? It was like an absurd debate. Of course, it was not. Some would argue that it's modern history. Well, I, yeah, no, just, somebody. Nobody would argue that. <laughs> I I would argue that. I would literally. I just literally did. You literally had the chance last week and, and did. Instead, you cited the Black Plague and the Black Plague was a thing. 
By the way, I think the Holocaust was in modern history, which you also cited. Modern history ends mm. at 2002. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's so, the uh, that's the period of modern that's, history. Yeah, that's modern yeah. history. Yeah, modern All history. Right, yeah. Good. I, yeah. I'm sure uh, the hundred thousands of kids that starved every day since then will be glad to hear that. Uh, since 2000, oh, you mean you mean before then? No, after then. After that, do you what? think starvation just went away after 9/11? It's not that big of a problem. Obesity. This is a fact. <laughs> Obesity is a bigger problem than starvation. That's a fact. It kills more people than starvation does. Starvation is less than 1% yeah, of the world. Yeah, but obesity feels good. You get to eat all the cheeseburgers you want. You're not starving in some overheated continent. Well, we'll see about that, Rucka. That may be the debate next week. But the debate this week, uh, again, joining us this week is now my bottom commanding lieutenant moderator, Rucka Rucka Ali. Let's hear your buzzer. And a very special guest, Dia Frampton. Let's hear yours. Okay, and there is Dia's buzzer. If you hear anything I say that you disagree with, if you want to call me out on a fact that I that I misstate, uh, which has never happened in the history of the show, uh, feel free to do that. But moving on, guys, a lot of people have turned from buying physical music to streaming services. Many artists like Taylor Swift have decried the services and even pulled their music from it. But for some artists, it could be a boon to their careers, so... The debate this week, and I think it's very appropriate for our guest, is, is music streaming good for artists? That is the debate. Now is your chance to vote before listening to the debate on the website, madcastmedia.com. Dia, do you want to argue that it is good for the artists or not? I think it's bad for the artist if you're Adele, and it's good for the artist if you're, you know, Mississippi Chicken Wagon Band. Is that a real band? No. <laughs> it is <laughs> now. What about- if, you, if you're a no-name band in a small town and you really want to get your music out there, then streaming is an instant platform to a humongous worldwide audience. So it's a really hard question to ask. Yeah, we ask the hard questions but here at Madcast Media. I think that's that question could be like, is the internet good for, you know, like YouTube is also uh, a way for a smaller group to get a yeah. wa- worldwide audience. Yeah, well, I don't think it's yeah. anywhere close to a black and white question. Like you said, it, I think it depends who you are. Okay, well, uh, we don't. Factors. Adele is not here today. She, we bumped her actually to have you on, Dia. <laughs> thank yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, thank you for coming in. Um, music streaming, I think, is it can be a boon, like you said, for smaller artists. Like I, I, we talked about this before the show, but Fart Barf. Have you guys heard of this band, Fart Barf? Wait, no. I don't like Mississippi Chicken Wagon better. Mississippi. Well, <laughs> Fart Barf's a real band, though. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. It, and it's not Mississippi chicken fried chicken wagon, because then you guys would call me out on that. Not th- you know, there's I, what Rocka. Yeah, where, where are we going with this? All right. So you think it's? Uh, I think it's good. So Maddox, you think it's bad, and we'll show Dia why it's good. And uh, yeah, and anything you think, uh, please uh, debate. And you know, well, there's. I brought in an infographic here from informationisbeautiful.net. And it says, money too tight to mention, major major music streaming services compared. So, for example, if you were an artist and you had your music streamed on Google Play and uh, Tidal, uh, the artist revenue per play is $0.00. And zero cents. It's 0.0073 per play. All right? And that's on Google Play. And Tidal is the second highest at 0.007. Uh, and the, these are these are websites that have something like half a million users. Uh, one of the highest ones is Spotify, though, with 75 million users, which I'm not, I'm not sure about that that number, actually. 75 million sounds really high. Uh, because what happens on Spotify, if you go to the website, 
you go to uh, Spotify.com and you want to listen to whatever music, it's really difficult to find the login button, but it's super easy to find the create an account button. I have a theory that they don't want people to log into their old accounts. If they forget the password, they just want them to create new accounts because that that inflates their user base. Why do do Mm -hmm. they want that? Because then it looks more impressive to advertisers and sponsors. They can say, well, we have the biggest music streaming service in the world. Let's have your music on our platform. Good. Well, it's fraud. (laughs) If you're inflating your numbers, it's fraud. All right. You know, I actually can, going back to the question, I can answer the question by how I live. I've never had a Spotify account and don't have an Apple Music account. And the last three albums I bought really recently were, was the, I bought the Bon Iver record, the new one, the new Moana soundtrack, and um, music to Finding Neverland for the Broadway. So I'd say I, I buy 99.9% of all my music and always have, and I've never logged into Spotify. Okay, interesting. Well, It is interesting. Yeah, because I'm, I'm curious how people consume music in these days. Um, there's a big CD store and record store in Los Angeles and San Francisco, and I think they had a branch in Chicago called Amoeba. Amoeba are they music. closing? Yeah, they it's are closing, closing here. Hell yeah. yeah. Building a nice hotel in that spot. Oh, my gosh. I <laughs> yeah. will cry if Amoeba closes. It's, yeah, it's closing. Cry. It's closing. It's closing. It's confirmed. Amoeba, <sighs> for those who, if you guys are, are planning a trip to Los Angeles or planning on coming within the next, I don't know, uh, three, four months, Make a, a point to go to Amoeba Music. It's one of the most incredible uh, music stores I've ever been into. It's a huge, huge music store. They have so much old stuff, esoteric stuff you can't find anywhere else. And this place is like closing. what? Well, for example, I went there and I found a really rare imprint of uh, Wagon Christ, like imp- imports from uh, this band. This guy, like uh, Luke Vibert, Wagon Christ is his other published name, and uh, you can find really rare yeah, stuff. That I was hoping to find one of those. Yeah, fuck you, Ruck. I know, <laughs> you, know you, don't, you listen to shit. I like Amoeba. I, it's one of my go-to spots when I'm giving people a tour of LA, but then why are you shitting on? I don't fucking need anything there. Everything they sell is on fucking eBay or Amazon. Yeah, Maddox.Amazon. And everything <laughs> you need out there is on the internet. I'm sorry, guys, no. but like... But it's fun to go in there and smell is. the smells yeah. and touch all yeah. the albums and... And listen, and you find the recommendations from the store employees. That's and you can, true. Yeah, and, and it's not true that you find everything on Amazon or eBay, Rucka. They have, like, old video game soundtracks in the store that you can't find you on can eBay or Amazon. You can find those online. Bullshit. If it's in Amoeba, someone somewhere in the world has one. And Wrong. Is, and is selling it. You know what? All right, occasionally you'll find something <laughs> only at Amoeba, but... So the whole fucking warehouse needs to stay open for you to find some rare shit? Yeah. yeah. How do you find this? How do you find this, Rucka? <sighs> Space music. You just leave the Comet channel on all night, like you do. Yeah, that's true. All right, all right. listen. So yeah. where are you going with this? So there's Amoeba's shutting down. Is that your? Where are you going with this? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Which side of the, the debate are you I'm on right on now? I'm on the side of the debate that it's bad for artists. Okay. Music streaming. Okay. Because because if you received on Google Play zero point zero zero seven three dollars, right? The percentage of users needed to play your track to earn minimum wage. Okay. Ooh. Just to earn minimum wage is 36% of the users. So let me let me state that again. Google Play currently has something like half a million to a million listeners, uh, users of their service, right? You need 36% of all of those people. Mm-hmm. So 360,000 people to, to listen to, to listen to your music just so you can earn minimum wage. Okay, and if you have more than one song, then you need a lot less. Like people listen to more than one song. And by the way, uh, if somebody bought your CD at Amoeba Records and then just sits 
listening to it on repeat at home, you get no fraction of a penny for that. So like here, streaming is a way for you actually to get paid by the play. Yeah, paid barely by the play. And this shit adds up. How do you, you, you make money from your little YouTube videos that you never post. It's probably less <laughs> of a fraction of a penny than that. Rucka loves shitting on me. Well, no, it's not. It's not actually. What do they pay you like ten bucks a play? No, I'll tell you how much YouTube pays. Uh, YouTube pays anywhere from a dollar fifty to three fifty per CPM, and CPM means for every thousand views, right? So if my video gets a hundred thousand views, which every one of my videos do within a week, Ooh. right? No, the I'm YouTube just giving you. I'm just giving you. Here. I'm just you know, fuckface. I'm giving you an example. <laughs> Teach me what you know. Okay, I. You know, I'm, I, I'm. Okay, and if you multiply, if you divide that, it's less than a penny per play. All right. No, if it's that. not. Is it? Yes. Okay, fine. But it, 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 for 100,000 views on YouTube, I can make anywhere from 150 to $300 on that video, right? Versus an artist who got 100,000 views on YouTube. Let's see, I have the number here. It's less than, it's 0.0003 cents per, per play. So you would have to get millions of views just to make minimum wage, according to this. 0.003%. That's insane. That's, that's less than a third of a, not even a third of a penny. It's less than one half of a one. Okay, of one penny. and if you if people won't listen to your music for free a couple million times, how many of them do you think would buy it? I think that you look. If you have one person buy your track for ninety nine cents, that makes up for ninety nine thousand plays on streaming services. I'm not sure about that, but either way, like if you're popular, you're getting a lot of streams. And if you're not that popular, you're not getting streams and you're not really selling too many records. No, no, think, well, okay, I'll, I'll see you that point. But, uh, right, do you, like, the math doesn't add up. If you have 99,000 plays on YouTube, right, and you have one person who bought your track for 99 cents, you're making more off that one person than you would the 99,000 who are buying your, your <laughs> listening to your music, right? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, thank you. it's kind of crazy because... <laughs> I feel like there's a huge gap in in music and in musicians because um, you have the Adele's and the Taylor Swift's. And then if you're not at that platform, the people in the middle really aren't making anything opposed to like a no-name band in Atlanta, Georgia, or whatever. Like right. there, there's no middle class for music, I don't really feel like. And, and you don't really make money from selling your music anymore. Um, you make money from maybe getting a little bit of your song in Pretty Little Liars or, you know, Shameless or something. And even that is, is really hard because it's really competitive to to get a song in there. Or, But isn't that a bit of a generalization? Like, I don't know if I'm middle class or upper class, but, like, I'm, I make more money from streaming on Spotify than I do from iTunes. I don't know because, I mean... I I honestly haven't made hardly any money from YouTube or Spotify or anything. Um, I mean, I still work at a health and nutrition store. Like, I have a, a, a normal job that I get paid minimum wage at that job, and I make more money there than I do from music. So it's really hard to tell, you know, because, you know, Adele and Taylor Swift both pulled their music from Spotify, and That's then right. she, Taylor Swift had, like, an exclusive thing with— Apple Music and Adele had the record-breaking album of 2015. She sold like over 3 million records in one week, which is unheard of. And would she have had that if she was streaming her album? But then again, she's like the biggest artist in the world. Yeah. So for everybody else who's not Adele, you're not getting paid anything, but you're being heard. It's weird. 
are you are you making money in ticket sales because people are hearing you and they're and they're going to check you well, out at South by Southwest? For the last forty or fifty years, that's where uh, bands and artists have made the majority of their money is in live music if they're established. And that started when uh, the power shifted from the concert promoters to the bands. And Led Zeppelin was at the forefront of that because literally their manager would go in and beat the shit out of promoters until they got what they wanted. Wow, and cool manager. Of, yeah, well, and it followed <laughs> suit. Yeah, it was like a 300-pound, like, ex Like, literally just beating the yeah. promoters. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And um, Sounds like a video game premise. Yeah, so it changed. It used to be the promoters would get most of the gate. Yeah. And then it, it, it shifted over the course of a few years. But, yeah, the record deals have never made the artist uh, all that much money compared to, you know, uh, a lot of times huge bands will tour and they'll make far more money than a bunch of other large artists who right. necessarily didn't tour as much but put out a record. Now, Rucka, for the listeners who are for listening to the show maybe for the first time, I, I think we don't intro you enough, but Rucka is a very big, very famous uh, satirist and musician on YouTube. He does a lot of parody songs on YouTube and has built his career doing that. So I want to get your insight, too, as a musician, because do you find that you have made the most money through streaming or selling individual uh, songs on iTunes? Uh, there was a time when like iTunes sales was like it, and now it's definitely Spotify and YouTube and really? Pandora. Oh yeah, I mean, wow. oh, but part of well, part of that is I think I sell less because I'm not as popular, or I just I'm reaching an audience that's less likely to buy. I don't know, but Spotify and like streaming, Google Play, whatever. Um, and there's different types of um, musicians too. So like I've never sold a song or licensed a song to any soundtrack or. My music's never been featured anywhere other than uh, like a negative review. But, yeah. <laughs> uh, but you know, I'm in the business of viral videos. Yeah. You know, I uh, that's what I do. So kind of getting millions of clicks is what my music does. So like I'm less likely to get paid by any company or anything like that. Nobody really wants to associate with me. Now I'm curious. Uh, <laughs> that's not that's not true, Rucka. That's not I, for the music. Yes. <laughs> But I'm curious, uh, Rucka and Dia, I want to ask you guys this, because I think, I'm not sure if YouTube classifies music as a different type of, of uh, streaming content, and they pay you guys less because of that. Because I, I think, uh, Dia, one of your videos had like 2 million views in it, one of your songs, right? Mm -hmm. or, or is it 200,000 or 2 million? I think Broken Ones might have, I know it has over a million. Over a million, that's right. Now, uh, was that, did you find that that was a, a lucrative video for you, that by, by getting past a million? Because you should be making anywhere from 1300 to $3,000 if you get to that level per no, video. You didn't I, make that anywhere I near that. I didn't make any, no. Okay, so I, th that, is, that is weird. I, don't, I wonder how YouTube classifies music differently for some reason. I mean, it might have been different for me because Broken Ones were released on Universal. Oh, so okay. if I, yeah. I I would imagine maybe they got money, but I saw a, not a penny from that. Yeah. So oh, if you ask their accountants, they didn't make a penny either. <laughs> yeah, sure. Well, even yeah. if they did make money, I mean, if it was a couple million views, it's definitely you know a month or two months rent. Well, one month if you're in L.A. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but as Maddox would know, if he uh, worked a little bit harder, Fuck, um, you gotta 
release content regularly. I, I mean, do. as often as you can and release Weekly. great content. Yes. Oh, yeah. We, those YouTube videos. Fucking podcast shit. Can't keep track. Li- literally listening to the content then I'm making this week, Put the content week, on asshole. YouTube, at least, and gets paid for a few for some clicks. Okay. It's just that simple. Because here's the thing, Rucka. Here's what, here's what Rucka doesn't understand, and definitely the Luddites listening at home, huh. okay? If you just upload content all the fucking time, and that content doesn't get views, YouTube starts to punish you, and it starts oh to punish God. your ranking. They you do. are such a whiner. No, Ooh. that's what that, that's like what happens. Guys on YouTube now, everyone's complaining. Uh, is the algorithm? It's not fair. It is. My it shit's is not the on the homepage. Then post better shit. <laughs> that, that, that's what I'm saying, Rocky. You can't just post oh my God. everything willingly. So your answer is to just not fucking post anything. No, I would rather post nothing what? than you shit. You remember he when did this with his college graduation? Yeah. Remember, he's just like, oh no, fuck it. I'm yeah. gonna show them. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not gonna graduate. Two weeks yeah. left. I'm I did not show them. Go. Dia, I went to the University of Utah. Oh yeah, right? that's where my sister went. Okay. What What did she major? Did you go to the pie? I did that. Yeah, the pie. <laughs> I love their cheese pull aparts. Okay, sorry. That's but a deep cut for Utah people. U if you guys ever go to Salt Lake City, check out the pie. It's next <laughs> to the University of Utah. The probably the best pizza in the state. Uh, but yeah, I went to the University of Utah and they gave me a runaround, right? Because for my math degree, it's one of the few universities in the country that do this because it's a big fucking scam. It's a racket. They just want to get test taking fees for you. They make you take the advanced math portion of the GRE, which is for graduate students. And so I said, fuck it. I'm not going to graduate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You showed them. I did show them. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Best selling author. <laughs> yeah, I'm a best selling author yeah. without a degree. I'm without, technically. Without a follow up book. I, 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 have, I have a follow up <laughs> book. Yeah, oh, sorry, just one. I'm yeah. working on my third, and it's coming out soon, spring. Are you really writing a book? Yeah, I'm working on my third book, for real. What? Yeah, I'm a New York Times bestseller. What a hero. No, that's, what? That's Are true. you serious? Yeah, my book is right here on the yeah, shelf. that's yeah. true, and there's been no living with him ever I since. With that it. chain? Like, I still have my book from Alphabet of Manliness, where I, where I drilled a hole through my book to wear it around my neck like a chain. Oh, wow. Like a necklace. That's and uh, for those of you listening at home, a book is what uh, writers used to do before there was the uh, YouTube. So yeah. they used to just post blog posts and uh, they couldn't capture people with visual and audio. They only could do it with ri- the written word. And now Maddox <sighs> kind of gets that he could be posting content on YouTube, but he would rather spend the next 10 years writing a single book. You know what, Raka? My, my writing is what... Uh, what made my bread and butter? They—that's what put me on the map. That's what put me. That's what got my uh, all my following. And yeah. it, every generation of my career, when I start a new medium, right? I start doing videos. People are like, "Fuck you, Maddox! You suck on video. Go back to writing." And then after a while, they liked my videos, right? And I got, I got that's, a following. That's on YouTube. true. I've seen that happen. Yeah. actually. And, and so I got my <laughs> no, following. Stick to writing. Stick to writing. Yeah, stick to writing. And then then I then after a while, I started my podcast. And people, when I first started, they're like, "Fuck you, dude! This sucks. Your podcast sucks. Go back to making videos." But if you know that, <laughs> if you know that, then you should do what Ruck is saying. Yeah. What's that? Which is embrace the new medium. I am. I'm doing podcasts every week. You're listening to it. Right more, now, more videos, more podcasts. Look, I, I of course, more everything. But Songs. I'm writing. I'm writing a book. I'm doing YouTube streaming. I'm doing video game streaming. I'm doing freelance writing, and I haven't even announced this. I, I might as well just tell you guys now. Mm-hmm. I'm working on an official video game that is going to be released on consoles next year. It's a virtual reality game. I'm not going to announce the name because it may be announced this weekend at the PSX conference, which I'm going to. But that's super exciting news. I haven't even mentioned that. This is the first time I'm mentioning it publicly. Uh, on a on a large scale, but I am writing the video game. Congratulations! Oh, wow. Thank you. So um, I'm mentioning PSX too. PSX. Well, PSX is the is the convention. It is. Yeah. 
No, okay, so music streaming. Yes, back to music streaming. All right. I want to say Taylor Swift is, a, is very much opposed to this, so you kind of touch on this, Dia. But Taylor says here, this is according to time.com, she says, it's a small per stream royalty. But for someone like Swift, a one cent per stream model would likely rack in millions of dollars. Spotify has said that an unnamed but real-life artist was earning $425,000 per month in royalties for a global hit album, a category likely containing 1989, which is on track to set a record for the best-selling week ever for an album by a female artist. Additionally, over 70% of Spotify's revenue goes to rights holders, like the record label, publishers, and distributors. So if 70% of your income is going directly to the record label and distributors— it just seems like an archaic business model for artists yeah. and creators. Well, the the record label is archaic. There's really, like, I just don't see why you would want to sign with the label. Yeah, I had a meeting with a an executive from a very big record label a long time ago. And he was kind of ex- explaining to me how their business model works when he approaches artists. And I hated I hated the way he phrased this. He said, well, we tell artists this. We say, if they complain about the right the uh, percentage we give them, we say this. We say you can make ten percent of something or a hundred percent of nothing, and that's such, that seems like such a bully tactic, right? A, bu- a way to bully artists into signing a shitty deal. Why would you give away all your work for ten percent? That's garbage, yeah. right? Oh, people are so happy to. Yeah, well, they used to be. Used Before to be. No, they I, had. This has changed a lot, and yeah. you can. I hear what you're saying about the archaic business model. You think about with all the downloads, man. They were on the wrong side of that because it was a fucking train that was gonna run them over, and they they put their they stood on the tracks and put their hands out, and they 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 blew it. They put themselves probably ten years behind by not embracing the the you know the new distribution models. Yeah, no, the the old guard no longer has a monopoly on distribution. Correct. Now you can reach your fans directly. So Dia, do you have like a fan page? Do you have a, a fan following that they can reach you at? Yeah, um, just facebook.com slash Dia Framps. Okay, and I'll link to it. Uh, yeah. And you were in a band with your sister a long time ago, right? Yeah, called Megan Dia. Megan Dia, that's right. Yeah. And now you've uh, you're you've branched off and doing your solo career. Yeah, I'm doing solo stuff. Um Meg's still playing music. She actually has a coffee shop in Salt Lake when you go back there next. No shit. What's a can you can you um, mention it on the yeah, air? Yeah, it's called Three Pines Coffee. Three Pines Coffee. Where is that in Salt Lake City? Um they just they moved to a new spot like right downtown. But seriously, if you go, you should go hang out cuz their coffee is so good. Oh, it's uh, you know what? I shit on on Utah a lot, guys. But one one or two things that, that Utah really gets is their coffee shops. Their coffee hmm. culture is amazing. That is true. It's, it's the best coffee shops I've ever been to in the world, including Sweden. Sweden has a really good coffee culture, but Salt Lake City has the best coffee shops. And I think it's because Mormons are so uh, kind of overbearing with their restrictions with alcohol and, and drugs. and Coffee booze. and tea. Coffee and, and yeah. tea. So they have this outlet. They have these insane uh, coffee shops. Really great but coffee. I thought they don't even drink coffee. Yeah, the Mormons don't, but Salt Lake City is very, very liberal. Salt Lake is kind of like this liberal bubble. I would so say, what, yeah. is, what do the Mormons have to do with the coffee being good in Utah? I think it's because, uh, well, it, there's so much more restrictions for alcohol, but not so much for coffee. So they make really good coffee. Huh. Also, ice cream. Mormons, that's their guilty pleasure. That's where so good. That's where Baskin-Robbins comes from in U- uh, Utah? Utah. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, Utah. Uh, Baskin-Robbins is a Utah franchise. Also, the first KFC. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> do, they make, do they make chicken fried chicken? No, you know what, Sean? <laughs> fucking asshole. <laughs> you right. know what I you meant what? by that? Yes. All right. But, uh, guys, before we get too ahead of ourselves. Yeah. Back to music streaming. You know, I don't think it's a good deal. I think, I think for artists, the better business model is to buy the music outright from the artists, download it, say from Amazon, pay a buck or two, 
Which reminds me that today's episode is brought to you by Amazon, <laughs> our own Amazon page. Please remember to shop Amazon by going to madcastmedia.com slash Amazon. Guys, I really appreciate everyone who's done their Christmas shopping through our Amazon link. Get your buzzer ready, Rucka. No, there's no buzzers him, for this. Give them a chance. What okay. are you going to say? Yeah, Sean, I got a call here, actually, from uh, from someone. Listen to this guy. Maddox, this is literally the only podcast I listen to where I don't skip the commercials. The commercials on the show are fantastic. I listen to them every time, whether they're about Kendall and Hyde or Casper or This Week with Your Amazon Store. They're just awesome every week, and I hope you continue to do your ads in a way where I can hear about a cyst bulge. Thank you. <laughs> when did you talk about that? Last week, Sean, we were talking about the bubonic plague, and oh. somehow we talked about a cyst bulge. Uh, that came up, yeah. which is what the bulges, uh, D, if you're not familiar with the bubonic plague, uh, it gives you bulges in your groin area, in your groin region, <laughs> which is something I'm I'm very familiar Sign me with. up. I just... Was that before modern history? That what was... was it, the modern... Was that what we were calling it? That was before modern history, for sure. Okay. Yeah. So there's the, no fear I should have. About crotch bulges? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just the innate fear that every woman has around me with my giant crotch bulge, but other than that... <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Anyway, thank yeah, they're you guys. afraid he has the plague. Oh yeah, it's not the plague, Sean. <laughs> unless it's the plague that the symptoms have given you a big boner. At Amazon. <laughs> yeah, but back to Amazon. Mm-hmm. So, uh, See? Guys, yeah, thank you, Rucka. You're welcome. Guys, I'm going to update my video game list on Amazon because Final Fantasy 15 just came out. And other than downloading, what is it, like fucking 40 gigs of bullshit before you get to play this game, it looks phenomenal. Uh, I was playing at a friend's house and... I played a, new, a bunch of new VR games Here at a friend's house. What, Sean? Here you he know, goes. Can you, you talk about Amazon? Yeah, I, I am talking about Amazon. Okay, there's some games you would like to buy on Amazon, <laughs> and they can buy on Amazon, but the point is that they go, they shop Amazon through Madcast. Yeah, if you okay. click on the banner on our website, uh-huh. we get a little percentage of every sale that you purchase at no extra cost, cost to, you, to you, and it helps us out. Mm-hmm. It helps out the show. It's a great way to help us out. Thank you to all the listeners. Really, I've gotten so much support over this people are reaching out to me saying hey i'm doing all my christmas shopping i'm building a pc all of these things if you're gonna buy anything for anyone including what catheters they sell everything on amazon mm-hmm. they sell they sell uh catheters he, he's went with catheters <laughs> oh you know what i found recently on amazon this is weird oh no it's a robo roach have you guys heard of this it's literally a, a neuroscience kit that you can do surgery on a roach and control the roach with your phone you can put this micro Dia's not Dia's not into this. You're not No, that you sounds gross. Yeah. Would you would you squash a roach? Mm. Hmm. Yeah, just because if it was there in my house know. I couldn't I couldn't survive. I Have you seen the flying ones? I didn't know they fly. No. Yeah, they fly. Mm. Evolved. I just found out they those fuckers fly. You gotta you gotta smash every last roach. So thank you for shopping on Amazon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> even though Madcast even though just media. a small small cut of it goes to Madcast, very very small amounts of money do add up. <laughs> kind of like with streaming music. You know what though? I think that's kind of a good example of how you can help artists and people that you like that you think enrich your life in some way. Because when I, you know, like what I just went to a Wilco concert and I bought like five t-shirts and gave them to my family. Yeah, merchandising um, is a big thing. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, it was just like I, I didn't really need to get those. They were expensive and whatever. And I got a vinyl of an album I already had on iTunes. And it's just like 
I really like that band and I yeah. love their music yeah. and I wanted to support them just the way that people, if they have their terrible commute to work in traffic and they want to listen to this podcast, they can go on Amazon and support you. And I feel like streaming kind of sucks and that's just the way it is. But if people aren't going to buy records, they can find other ways to support the artists that they love. True. Now, Dia, are you going to be uh, streaming or selling your music directly? Um, it's going to be on iTunes, March 3rd. Okay. The new album's called Bruises. And I do have a web store at hellomerch.com. Okay, cool. We'll link um, to that. Yeah. Yeah. Super Some people cool. thought it was hella merch, which <laughs> I think is cooler. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that sounds rock but, and roll. Sounds like you're like from Boston or something. I know, hella merch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, there's so many cool ways you can support people that you love. And I do that all the time. Or just artists, you know, buy their paintings and yeah. buy whatever. And that's a good way to support people. I absolutely agree. And, e- and even if you don't want to support them, but you just want what they're giving you <laughs> for free, you can use things like Spotify for a subscription fee or to just listen for free with some ads. That and is the worst every- way to put it. And that's kind of win-win because the artists make money from that and you get your you get to hear your music. So even if you don't want to support, even if you have no uh, personal uh, relationship to the artist, you have no appreciation at all, but you just want to hear their music, it's... The invisible hand of the market somehow makes sure they get paid as well. Yeah, I hope so. Uh, especially with some of the artists I've been, li- I've been listening to a lot of independent artists lately on SoundCloud. Uh, I know ne- SoundCloud. Why do you? Okay, why do you hate why SoundCloud? Do, what's with everyone in SoundCloud? Like, what's good about it? There's, There's nothing, a lot. There's a lot. Why? To like, oh, well, why I'm is a- anyone? I've never gone on there unless. I talk to someone, they're like, yeah, my music is only on SoundCloud. I'm like, all right, I guess I'll go on this weird website that just confuses me. <laughs> hey, <laughs> I'll t- I'll t- it's, it's like Sonic. It's fast oh, and yeah. it's cool. You know what? I'll tell you. I'll tell you why people cool. like SoundCloud, oh, yeah. uh, and I'll tell you why I I use it because it's easy to syndicate to. SoundCloud has a persistent web player, which the next version of Madcast Media's website is also going to have. If you're listening to a track on SoundCloud and you want to check out other artists and go around the website and look at comments and that sort of thing, it doesn't interrupt the music playing session. Also... Yeah, that's annoying. Oh, yeah, it's annoying, and SoundCloud has solved that problem. Also, SoundCloud allows people to comment at specific time codes within a track. So if there's a certain porn... Uh, excuse me. If there's a certain part of a, of a song or a podcast that you want to comment on directly, you can go to SoundCloud and comment exactly at that time code. And that's uh, it's kind of fun to watch. I go back and I read the comments leave, people leave on this podcast when we make good arguments Great. or bad I arguments. Liked, I liked all those features better when it was called YouTube. And, oh, uh, you look, can't do any I'm, of that shit on you can YouTube. Do it. You can write like one minute, 38 seconds. Ha, ha, ha. That oh, happened. Oh, yeah, that's, so con- <laughs> that's so convenient. Yeah, you then click you on it and it down. takes you. No, you don't. No, you don't. You, you don't have, have to scroll, scroll down. down. You, you have to go down to the comments. You have to go down the comment yeah, section. Can, the, it, the video still plays. You scroll down and the video remains playing. It, it, and then what if you want to browse another YouTube channel? Oh, guess what? Your video stops. No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. Do you have you used a fucking iPad? Uh, yeah, I've used an iPad to throw it to prop my door open. All right, look, I'm sure SoundCloud is great for podcasting, but for music, there's nothing good about it, and you don't need to comment on the exact time code. Jesus Christ, that nobody makes money from SoundCloud. <laughs> not the artist, not the fucking listener. Nobody wins. It's just a shitty website that I will. I have no, no, nothing nice to say about, but I do like uh, YouTube for music. YouTube is the future music. Streaming is yeah. the future of music. Oh. You've said nothing. All you've said is that the percentage of a penny that you get paid is too small. That's all you've said this whole episode. Yeah, that's the entire And a bunch argument. of shit about Utah. <laughs> <laughs> I think, though, that that is true, that mm-hmm. regardless of how I feel or anybody feels about music or what you're getting paid, it is the future of music yeah. without a doubt. There's yeah. no, We're never going to go back to 
you know, when I was a little kid, I had records lined up against the wall, stacks on stacks on stacks. I spent all my money babysitting. It went to the CD store, yeah. period. But that's, you know. I get it. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? So it's just, it it is the future. So no matter how I feel about it, it's like you have to just get on the train or be left behind. Little girls today do still buy music if they're a big fan of like, you know, Bieber or whoever the hell little girls are listening to now. But they're also on YouTube watching each Bieber video a billion times over. And they're also on Spotify and Apple Music. And like money is a lot of, there's a lot of money being made by music. And in the future, it's going to get to a point where like streaming is everywhere. There There are already new apps that like specialize in hotels and bars. Eventually, you're going to be walking through the mall and a a hologram pops up in front of you and goes, Lady Gaga's new song just came out. Would you like to hear it for 10 cents? And you just click yes and your PayPal gets charged. And then, you know, times a trillion. Lady Gaga just just got a new house and everyone got to hear her song for 10 cents. Like streaming is going to be everywhere and at no extra cost to you. Except for the 10 cents that you just said you'd have to pay per right. song, yeah. which is going to add up really fucking quick if you listen to, oh, I don't know, three minutes of music. I feel like people don't want to pay for music anymore, though. This was a weird thing that I heard somebody say recently is, um, you know, you pay, I think, nine ninety nine for Spotify a month. And if you're a student, you only pay four ninety nine a month. And you can, if you, if you have a family, it's like just a little bit extra for five people to be on or whatever. So if you're paying nine ninety nine a month, nine ninety nine a month for Spotify, and then I think it's about the same for Apple Music. They were upset because you know Taylor Swift is exclusively with Apple. So if you want to listen to her album, you have to pay an extra ninety nine. Or this artist is exclusive to Spotify. So all these artists are doing these exclusive deals with different streaming, and people are upset about paying an extra $5 or $9 to yeah. get a whole different streaming device. People don't want to pay anything for music, well, I feel. People stopped paying. I mean, a lot of people started pirating music when like, it became possible with Napster and all mm-hmm. of that. So yeah. if you had a hit song on the internet in the year 2000, like a, a rapper named Tai Mai Shu who sang about, uh, I wish today was Sunday so I could get a cheeseburger for uh, 69 cents at McDonald's. You didn't know that, Maddox? No, that's a real song? Oh, dude, I can't believe you never heard that. Anyway, that guy made no money. But fast forward 10, 15 years, suddenly there's iTunes and there's Spotify and there's YouTube ads and there's Google AdSense and there's all these things happening. Yeah, you know, modern history. Yeah, you're letting you monetize (laughs) all these things. People didn't want to pay for music before. And, you know, before that, people were making tapes. uh, There's a name for these people. Yeah. And they're called bozos. Okay? Mm. Because I pay... For my music, I pay. Uh, I pay for almost all my music. The only time, like when I when I get some uh, Creative Commons music, sometimes that I don't need to pay for. Even then, sometimes I pay the artists. Like there's a guy, his name is Alan uh, uh, Kevin McLeod, I uh-huh. think Kevin McLeod from Incompetech. He has one of the most extensive Creative Commons libraries on the internet, and a lot of people use his music for free, including myself. That jazz that you hear at the start of every episode on this show. Is uh is from Incompetech, and I have used his stuff so much that I thought, you know what, I'm gonna pay this artist. It's not much, but I'm gonna pay him something for the song or the license. In fact, that Christmas music you heard earlier, I paid for that. I I license almost all the music. If if I don't pay for it, then it's uh, Creative Commons. But I do like to pay the artist because I know every little bit goes such a long way. And I want to talk a little bit, and we got to move on from this, but uh, real quick, how artists monetize free music. So in Compitech, that guy, he he creates all this amazing music and he gives it out for free for creators to use in their content and their YouTube videos and things like that. 
But then where he makes his money is by licensing his music to motion picture companies and uh, and people who want to get a higher quality version of that song. And he's made a very successful living from that. In fact, he's the most heard artist in the world. Everyone has heard his music. It's in so much stuff. But he's never credited as that because it's he's, you know, this uh, stock music creator and a uh, uh, Creative Commons creator. So that's another way to monetize your music. Uh, you know, I guess point to you guys. So you have yeah. nothing to say about music streaming other than it's not paying you high enough? Yeah. it's. A, I think that a lot of artists are not making any money on music streaming. There's some artists who've made millions of, have had millions of impressions for their songs. They should get paid something for that. What's an impression? Is that different than a, a play? A download, a play. Yeah, same thing. Well, if they've gotten millions of plays, they've made some money. Yeah, $7. Congratulations. No, they Go didn't buy get, a Big they Mac. They didn't get $7 for millions of plays. Well, it's minimum wage. It's less than minimum wage. This well, is... I don't care what that piece of paper says. I'm an actual musician. <laughs> I'm not a uh, imaginary book writer who okay. hangs <laughs> out face. And, talks, Again. And, and talks about my book. And I'm telling I, you. You know, you've talked about my book more than I have. I don't even mention it. Because it's not done yet. Oh. It's close. Anyway, it's, it's the, uh, the, nobody. if you got millions of clicks on Spotify or Apple Music, you, you made more than $7. All right. Well, let's move on, guys, to the news stories this week. Uh, this is a – let's just change pace a little bit. This is um, a bit of a serious story. Uh, I don't know if you guys heard, but Ohio State students were attacked by a former student uh, earlier this week. Uh, do you know anything about the story, Dia? Have you heard of that? Um, I did hear about that, and yeah. it makes me scared because I have I have sisters who are going to college, and yeah. it's scary that a place where you, you we want to go and be educated, inspired, you you have to live in a little bit of a state of fear. Well, I got here's the news clip from ABC News about what happened. New reporting tonight on that horrific attack at Ohio State. The student who crashed into a crowd and then went on a rampage with a butcher's knife. All right, so let's get right to Brian Ross tonight because ISIS is now claiming this young man was one of their soldiers. Is there any evidence to back this up? So far, David, there's not. And that's what the FBI is doing now, going through his phone records, his computer, looking to see who he might have been in contact with, David. Brian Ross and your team are thanks to you. So every indication is that this guy was a lone wolf attacker. However, he said he was inspired by internet stuff not that he don't was don't conf- don't to- confuse maddox right. no no he, he didn't can't, he can't process that we've been over this oh. no he didn't say that he actually wrote that uh he said he wants america to stop interfering in other countries and he's sick and tired of seeing muslims be getting, getting slaughtered so he went on this rampage but i the reason i brought in this clip is because we have a fan who called in and was at ohio state when this happened no shit yeah and uh, his name's Connor. I want to thank Connor for calling in and telling us his firsthand account of this. Uh, this is really interesting to listen to. Listen to this. Hey, Maddox. My name's Connor, and I'm an Ohio State employee. I know you do your news bit at the end of every show, and I wanted to give you kind of my side of what happened at Ohio State this week. And I want you to see just how slowly information spreads, but how quickly false information spreads. That's true. At 10 a.m., we got a text saying to seek shelter immediately. We've gotten these before. I wasn't too worried when I got it. We get them for bomb threats, but I didn't really think much of it. About 10 minutes later, we got another text saying that there was an active shooter on campus. We didn't hear it from them again with another substantial update until about an hour and a half later. So can you can you I'm going to pause this real quick. Can you imagine uh, getting a text that there was an active shooter on campus, and then for an hour, not knowing what was happening, what was going on, and not getting any other updates? 
Here's, here's what, uh, what he says. The situation was contained. They just keep, kept sending us texts saying, active shooter, seek shelter, etc. During this time, people would stream in, and we heard reports that a car in the chaos of this shooter had crashed into a crowd of people, so there were additional people injured. During the lockdown, everyone did a text message roll call. Everyone texts their coworkers, their family, I'm sure, whatever they did on social media, their undergrads, made sure everyone was okay. It was kind of surreal seeing everyone sitting there on their phones and that that is kind of what modern tragedy was. But yeah. what surprised me is that there was no debriefing. If I hadn't looked the information up myself that night, I wouldn't have known that it was actually a knife incident, not a gun incident, mm -hmm. and that the vehicle driven into the crowd was on purpose. Apparently, the, the assailant had pulled the fire alarm, got into his car, drove into the crowd, and started knifing people. But within a minute, a local OSU police officer had taken him down. And props to the whole OSU police department. They truly are, and it's not just this incident. They've always been stellar. And it's my first it's my first time being the on the victim side of one of these things. And I have to say, when I got home that night and went on Facebook and whatnot and saw people arguing for gun control over something that happened to not me or people I directly know, but just my people, I was really angry. Just livid that people I mean, pro anti I don't care. A gun wasn't even involved, and right. yet somehow we were still talking about gun control. Yeah. So in conclusion, I want to say, make sure you turn on text notifications. It could save your life, apparently. Emails are not good enough. Correct. Also, shout out to Clark Williams, I believe. He was one of the people injured in the attack, and when interviewed, he gave the response, but we still beat Michigan. Yeah. You are a true... Ohio State University employee, my friend. Uh, thank you again, Connor, for calling in and leaving us that, that firsthand account of what happened. Uh, it was riveting to listen to. He actually sent in a lot more. I had to cut it down for time. But uh, yeah, thank you, Connor, for telling us that that uh, that story, that firsthand account. I also got this voicemail uh, that kind of ties into the Ohio State attack and also uh, 2016 being the worst year. Listen to this. Hey, Maddox. You made some really great points in the last episode. Thanks. But about how 2016 wasn't the worst year of all time. Yeah. Brought up some other years. Really solid points. I, uh, Smart. You know, I uh, would have voted for you on any other day, except on my way to work, I was almost run over by a fucking truck and knife to death because I work at Ohio State, you <laughs> asshole! Yeah! Well, go ahead. Go ahead. Just play the stupid douchebag of the week voicemail, why don't you? All right. Don't mind if I do. <laughs> douchebag. We got two douchebags of the week. Yeah, up yours, but You know, I'm sorry you almost got run over. So 2016 was a, was kind of a bad year in modern history, probably the worst in modern history. All right, um, one last story I want to cover. Speaking of fake news, yeah, you guys heard of this? The saga of PizzaGate. Oh my gosh, this story this. just does yeah. not fucking die. I have not heard of that. Do you oh consider boy. yourself lucky up until <laughs> this very moment? Uh, it's a fake news story. This is from BBC. It's a fake news story that shows how conspiracy theories spread. All right, now here are the facts that we know about the PizzaGate scandal. No victims have come forward. There is no investigation. There is no physical evidence. Yet, however, thousands of people 
according to the BBC, thousands of people are convinced that a pedophilia ring involving people at the highest levels of the Democratic Party is operating out of a Washington pizza restaurant. The story riveted fringes of Twitter. Nearly a million messages were sent last month using the term Pizzagate. Now, I this came on my radar just today because someone tweeted at me and I followed their Twitter account and I saw that they were posting the definitive proof of Pizzagate. And this was one of like 20 or 30 tweets about Pizzagate. And I clicked on this, this definitive proof, and it was a huge JPEG that was uh, larger than my monitor. So you had to scroll around it and it was it looked like a, a crazy person made this. It's a whole bunch of names and addresses and screenshots of like kids and Democrats and arrows drawn onto maps and then from the maps to a pizza restaurant and they have this insane theory that uh, there's some kind of hidden underground pedophilia ring in this pizza parlor in in Washington DC that doesn't even have a basement. And then I was looking on this uh, BBC article and they linked to a video where the pizza owner comes out and starts confronting these idiots. And he says, "Yeah guys, uh, what's the problem?" And they said, "Well, we think you're a pedophile and we think you have this pedophilia ring." He goes, "I, I don't." None of none of this is true. And they go, well, what about this? And they have like this huge blown up picture of like a kid with like money in his mouth. He's like, yeah, the kid put money in his mouth and I thought it was cute and I took a picture of it. And they're like, well, what's the money for? He's like, it was my money. And the kid put it in his mouth and I posted a picture on my private Instagram account. What's the problem? And uh, they kept in badgering this guy. And finally he goes, okay, you want to come into my restaurant and take a look? I'll show you. And the guy switches to his, like, this hidden camera, right? And he's recording this restaurant. He walks in. You know, there's, like, some tables. Uh, there's a party room in the back, a kitchen, a bathroom. And, he, and this guy's so gracious. He's showing him a tour of the entire restaurant. And he goes, well, what's back there? And he goes, well, let's, I'll show you. And they go back, and it's just a little uh, area where they have birthday parties. And they go, well, what's out that door? He goes, that's the exit to the restaurant. And he goes, oh, okay. And, he, and, and then the guy goes, what got you into pizza? And the guy said, well, that's all I know how to do. I didn't know how to do anything else. And then the guy repeated it in a conspiratorial fashion. He goes, mm. you don't know how to do anything else? <laughs> like, these guys are, are grasping so desperately for straws here. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think- shit even start? That's so random. 4chan. Mm. I, uh, oh. I saw a video, like I started watching the Pizzagate video and it was read by the- girl like the little girl i think I, I heard the same girl narrating a video about like why hitler wasn't that bad so i just stopped watching it. <laughs> <laughs> well what, what did she say about hitler tell her I to watch know. sophie's choice yeah oh, yeah yeah i don't know uh i don't know anything about sophie's choice other than she makes a decision at the end but does she what who what, what does she choose can you spoiler alert everyone no you have to watch all right but it's I, based on a true story, right? Like the Holocaust really happened. That's a joke, everybody. <laughs> Jesus Christ, calm down. I did an improv scene one time where I had to, I was in a book club and I came out and I couldn't think of a single book except Sophie's Choice. And I started the scene by closing the book and saying, and Sophie made her choice. And, mm. and oh my gosh. <laughs> I, I thought that's how the book ended. That's not how it ends? Ah, whatever. Uh. Anyway, check it out on Amazon.com. <laughs> the Madcast Media Amazon page. Anyway, guys, we got to wrap this up. Dia, thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, thanks today. for having me. Your new album coming out in March, Bruises, right? Yeah. Looking forward to it. I'll link to Dia on our website. Thank you to our bottom commanding lieutenant, yeah. Rucka Rucka. That's me. <laughs> and Sean, the audio engineer, thank you. But most of all, you're welcome. A box of dildos is kind of expensive. Like, just to send to somebody is like a joke, you know what I mean? Yeah.
Um, have you ever priced a dildo out before? Have you ever bought one for a lady? Like, or, you know, oh, dude, you ever priced uh, one of those make your own dildos out? Yeah. Uh, anyway. This is McConaughey. Yeah, again. this is Matthew, weird Matthew it's McConaughey. It's good friend. Yeah. He thought that uh, we we talked about the Oregon ranchers who took over that compound, and people were sending them boxes of dildos. And then Matt, uh, weird Matthew was sounds like, like his new title it could be like Chief Organ Rancher, <laughs> Chief Chief Organ Rancher Moderator. The, oh oh, the state. I'm sorry. Oh okay, yeah, uh, Oregon, not Oregon. Yeah yeah. But anyway, they sent him dildos, and dildos are very expensive. For those of you who haven't purchased one, I bought one one time for a prop for a comedy show. I thought, oh, this will be hilarious. I'll just pull a dildo out. That's, you know, the height of comedy. And so, <laughs> so I went and bought, I bought a dildo. And they're, ro- they're so expensive, man. Like the cheapest dildo I could find is like 17 bucks. Hmm. Dildos are very expensive. Haven't priced dildos lately. I don't. I don't Hashtag any- Maddox problems. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's another one. Guys, watch out. Sean's got the blue chronic plague. <laughs> That's funny. Lazy eyes. Eating excessively and sitting around listening to dumbasses argue about nothing for at least a couple hours. Yeah. The blue chronic plague. There's a long standing joke that I smoke a lot of weed, which, yeah. I, which I don't. Yeah. But it's, it, I can't even remember how it started. It's but. because all your fucking equipment smells like pot. Oh, that's <laughs> right. That's what. The old stuff did. Yeah. Because it was stored at somebody's yeah, garage. That's, yeah. that's the alibi. That's the, yeah. Yeah. That's the story. Here's one last one. It's been one. going for like years now. Yeah. Here's, a, here's one last one for Dia. Hey, Dia. <laughs> I know you can sing well, but can you do a Christopher Walken impression? 